Michelle didn't do much this spring break, so it's a pretty relaxed one for for us. What about you? Yeah, no. I'm actually at home. My kids are back home in Arkansas, so we are just kind of doing a couple of things around the house. But other than that, that's all we are doing. Hello, mothers. How are you? Welcome back to Mothers in the City podcast. It has been a minute, but we are back rolling with a new episode for you all on today. Today, we will be talking about teen moms, becoming a teen mom at such a young age. Since it's being um, Women's Month and International Women's Day, we thought that that would be a great topic to share. What do you think, Brandy? I'm excited and a little nervous to open up and share what it's been like to be a teen mom, but I do think it's an important topic, um, and especially um, sharing how we've evolved over time since since we became young moms. So I'm excited. Right. Great. Well, all right, mothers, we are about to get started. The first question that we got asked um, during our first podcast that was very dear to us was how old were you when you first found out about your pregnancy and what was your parents slash family reaction? Um, since I started off, I guess I'll let Brandy go first this time. <laughs> <laughs> so how old was I when I first found out I was pregnant? And how were my parents' reactions? Ooh, yeah. I found out I was pregnant when I was... 19 and um on Cinco de Mayo and I will never forget the day because my mom was like how could you find out on Cinco de Mayo and I'm like I don't know I wasn't planning on it um so my mom I told the same day and I unfortunately did not do it in the smartest way but I wasn't very um ready to share that information but I also share everything with my mom so I wanted to tell her I couldn't hold it back and um I honestly was just sitting on the couch and I was just watching tv tv she was watching tv I remember she was sitting on the floor and I had like a bag of prenatal vitamins that the doctor gave me to try a whole bunch of different samples to see what kind I liked best and so I didn't know how to start the conversation with my mom. So I literally was like, Mom, I have something for you. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, here. And so it was just a white bag and nothing, just a white kind of like sandwich bag. And I handed it to her. And um, and she was like, what is it? And she opened it and saw all the vitamins. And she looked at me. And I was like, uh. And, she, and I was waiting for her to say something. She didn't say anything. And then she just kind of pulled him out, and she was like, what does this mean? And I was like, what do they look like? (laughs) And she was like, they look like prenatal vitamins? And I was like, yeah. And she Mm -hmm. was like, you're pregnant? And I was like, yeah. 
and she just looked at me. It was kind of just really awkward. We just kind of looked at each other, and then I was like, are you going to kick me out? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, as long as you're not going to kick me out, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> and then we called my brother to tell my brother, and my brother was like, girl, quit playing with me. And I was like, no, I'm serious. He was like, whatever, I don't believe you. And then my mom had to tell him that we were serious for him to really believe believe me. Um, but those were, you know, my mom and my brother were very, very close to me at the time. So, of course, I told them to first. Mm-hmm. I did not tell my dad until... <laughs> until father's day oh my goodness um i thought it was gonna be a nice you know gift gesture and again i messed up and told him on father's day in a father's day card that he was gonna be a grandfather and that did not sit well it did not go over well at all he was pretty pissed Mm. um and i didn't talk to him for several 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 months so um note to anybody out there don't ever choose that route because that didn't go very well for me but I was a daddy's girl growing up and we had a very very estranged relationship so I really just could not figure out how to tell her so that was the best thing that I that I could come up with and it backfired but it is what it is we're here 13 years later and hey she loved he loves his grandbaby so it is what it is what about you how old were you oh for me I was 17 I was 17 in high school. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I was actually playing basketball. um, And I actually thought that I had the flu like everybody else on the basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was so sick that I needed to go to to the doctor rather. And so my mom ended up making me a doctor's appointment. And, um... I don't know what made this man ask my mom, do you want to give her a pregnancy test? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, yeah, come on. Like, I ain't pregnant, you know. I mean, I just knew 100% that I wasn't pregnant. So he was like, okay, we're going to go on and take her back. And when he took me back and I came back, sure enough, baby, I was good and pregnant. (laughs) And my mom called if you know my mom she has multiple sisters and one a brother and she called majority of her sisters and told them and then she called my dad and if you know my dad my dad loves to crack jokes so I'm not sure how he took it but he did I didn't think the joke was funny but he was like girl what in the Sam Hill is wrong with you (laughs) I think he be saying Sam Hill, but he said Sam Hill, and he was like, um, you don't know about protection, which was, that was very awkward for me, and I was like, yeah, daddy, and he was like, well, why you didn't use it, and I'm like, um, I don't know, and you know, whatever the case may be, um, one of my parents did, one of my aunts did tell me do not talk to her, because she was very disappointed, um, they really had high hopes for me, I had high hopes for myself, but of course, Things happen, things happen. But other than that, um, my mom had to take me off the basketball court. I was devastated. And um, basically, we just kind of went with the flow of things. Good 12th grader getting ready 
going into her senior year, was oh getting gosh. ready to graduate, and I found out January the 25th, 2004, and I only had, what, four months until graduation, so yeah, you do the math, you think of how I was Ooh, feeling. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so you had to walk across the stage pregnant? Girl, I didn't even look pregnant. Really? Yeah. If you seen me, I didn't re actually start showing until like it was almost time for me to have him. Okay. So yeah, that was the good part about that. So both of your parents kind of just went with it. They weren't. My dad did. My mom, she was, she was pissed. Like she was pissed. Um, she didn't really talk to me for a minute because she was too busy talking to her sisters, telling them. You know, just different things. My mom was very strict on me. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not making it an excuse of mm -hmm. that's why. But come on, give a girl a break. I couldn't do anything. I'm sure that if she gave me a little more room, I wouldn't be pregnant. But <laughs> I wouldn't have been pregnant. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So enough of the parentals. Number two. The next question, what made you decide to start having sexual relations? Like, what was going through your head? Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Why did you want to have sex? Where was the birth control? Where was the <laughs> condoms? Like, what was going on? Come on. I'm going to go first on that one, you guys. Um, Actually, I was on birth control. I had birth control pills. And... I remember I was taking them faithfully. And um what made me start? I really Wait, don't... so you were on birth control when you got pregnant? Mm-hmm. So you got pregnant on birth, birth control. control. Yep. Ooh, the thing was I doubled up. And I took them birth control faithfully. Like I made sure I didn't miss. But that particular day, um, it was Christmas break. I remember like so much was going on, you know, parties and stuff be going on. You probably was drinking, wasn't supposed to been drinking. I didn't really drink like that, but I think that's why I did not take it. I don't remember why I think I had some alcohol or something. So, you know, if you have alcohol, it will, um, basically it won't do anything. The birth control is not going to play no major part in blocking the sperm, I reckon. Oh, so you was drinking in high school, too? I was a senior. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> another topic. It was a fruity drink. <laughs> but I don't know. I just forgot. I think I was just in, at the moment, just having fun, wasn't thinking. But listen, let me tell you, that peer pressure is a mug. I'm just going to say that. Especially when you're liking somebody and that person was a little more experienced. Because my son dad was way more experienced than I was, honey. I wasn't doing nothing. Nothing at all. So when peer pressure come, I can tell you, like, still stand your ground and say no. I don't care how much he or she says it's going to be okay. Nothing's going to happen. Or if you get pregnant, I'm going to be there. Because mm -mm. at the moment, they just saying whatever they want to say because they're ready to go. And they want you, but when all that happened and then you come with those words, I'm pregnant, they not your friend no more. They don't want to hear from you. So, so you would say mine that. was more of a peer pressure. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. You know, everybody's talking about it in class, and then here you are over here, the virgin, not doing nothing, and 
all the <coughs> other stuff. So that's because they're talking about it in class and you know, it seemed like it's the thing to do because now it actually seems like it's the thing to do now. Like, vice versa of 2004 and here it is 2019. Oh, we've been out of school 15 years almost. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was more of a peer pressure for me. What about you, Brandy? You know, I still think about what what made me want to have sex so young? Um, well, you really you was actually at a good age. That's when I got pregnant. Oh Lord! <laughs> so um, let's go. Let's go there. <laughs> but to protect my privacy, <laughs> I was y- younger when I lost my virginity. So um, oh well, yeah, I was too. I, yeah, you know, I mean, that's just let's be clear. I, I had been having sex. I didn't get pregnant the first time I had sex. So I had started having sex um, a few years actually earlier than that, and I would say for me. I don't, I wasn't really peer pressured into having sex. I was curious as to what it, what was such a big deal about it. I guess that's a good term um, for it for me. I think I was more peer pressured when it was time to not use that good old condom. Uh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I was real curious, especially back then. Uh, R&B was such a big, you know, thing. Yes, it was. You grew up on listening to R&B, so you heard all these sex songs and you saw all these movies, and that's just what you were around, so you wanted to know what it felt like. But more than anything, for me, I would say that I didn't have a relationship with God growing up, Mm -hmm. and um, because I didn't have a relationship with Him growing up, I feel like I didn't have you know, a foundation and someone that I, that or someone looking at me, holding me accountable for my actions. Right. Yeah. And for me, I feel like if I would have had that, I would have thought twice about having, um, having sex, especially as early as I did. Right. I'm not saying I wouldn't have had it in high school. I'm not saying I wouldn't have got pregnant in 19 because what's divine for me is divine for me. But Come I on. Saying, yes. <laughs> but I am saying that, had I had that relationship, I would have thought differently um, about it. I would have, you know, knew that my body was my body. I would, yeah. you know, or God's body rather, and I would have known to protect that and to save that for later for mm-hmm. for who my husband was. But because I wasn't really into all of that, and I was more so just curious about how how it felt, and right. you know, um, all of those kinds of things, I start decided to have sex. Another part of it too was. Um, I was a daddy's girl growing up, and my dad um, left our family when I was 11 years old, mm-hmm. which is a very prime age, and when especially that, as a young girl. Mm-hmm. When she needs so, that father figure. Yeah, yeah, so when he left at 11, it really, 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 um, it was really hard on me, and I was seeking for a man's love. attention. Yeah, yes. Left and right from everywhere I possibly could. So sex was another way that I felt like that was going to give me connection with some boy mm-hmm. that was going to make me feel important in love. And unfortunately, you know, that's a that's a hard reality that to is. accept. Yes, you know, when you is. really look back at it. But I can look back at it now and say, again, that was all a part of my life and my testimony to share now. So between God and between just um, looking for 
um, love and man that after my dad left, I, those are the two things that I feel like really made me want to have sex just because I was seeking it. Yeah, had I been yeah. had I been closer to God and had I had the relationship with my dad that, and I was yeah. getting the love that I needed from him, I wouldn't have wanted it from anyone else. Right. So I think that's really... Um, well, I do want to piggyback off of um, what you said about the God thing. I did have a relationship with God, but I don't think that I was truly understanding, like what the word was saying mm-hmm. about that your that your temple was his. Yeah. I think I was understanding it, but I don't think mm-hmm. I um, enforced it enough in my life. Mm-hmm. And also, like you, my mom and dad divorced when I was in the second grade. And I, to myself, I was a daddy's girl. Like I was a tomboy, and I did everything with my daddy. And so, in those peak years, I was looking for love. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking for love. I was looking for that attention. Not saying that I didn't think that I wasn't pretty or anything, because I've always thought that I was the stuff. Like, I was pretty. I always had that attitude. But it was more so, like you said, from a guy. Like, I don't know. It's like the attention, the attention, attention that you want. From your dad, you're out looking for it in mm-hmm. that guy, yeah. and I'm like you. Um, I don't, I don't change anything because God knew exactly what was gonna happen to me on whether or not I took that road to um, start having sex early, or whether or not if I wouldn't have t- taken that road of not having sex. Mm -hmm. He already knew whatever road I was going to take, what exactly was going to happen. So, yeah, I truly agree with you on that. Now, it is so many young girls out here that is born into single-parent homes, and the fathers are not there. Um, Some may get so blessed that they may get a stepfather in their life that's able to take up their role, that that father figure role to where they don't go out looking for God. Mm -hmm. And then you have some that's just kind of left out there and wanting to know what does it feel like to have your dad around or what does it feel like to have that guy that loves you like you're his only baby girl. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you have to know when a guy is when a guy knows that you're vulnerable because I believe that guys take our vulnerability they use it to prey on us Mm -hmm. well I would say that as an adult for sure but when you're young and you're making those decisions young boys don't know they don't know that I think they they they, do they're no I mean they're Think about it. We're not smart enough to realize that we're vulnerable. I didn't know that that's what I was out there doing. I didn't know that I was looking for a boy to love me just because my dad was gone. I didn't know that until I re- till I grew up and realized, okay, what the hell am I doing? Like, right. Um, when you look back and you realize that, but when you're that young and all you know that is that you've been, your dad has left, it's hard on you, but 
and all of a sudden you like boys and boys like you and they're giving you this attention that you want but in mm-hmm. the midst of it you don't really realize that you're vulnerable especially that young so if we don't realize that boys are, boys are not smart enough to say well the reason why I said that is because you know you have those older <clears throat> guys like I did not want to talk to nobody my age mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no I didn't I didn't but, want to talk to nobody my age and I didn't want to talk to nobody at my school and I don't know I just feel like I think boys I, do prey on you when they think that you're going to be easy, you yeah. know, right? But I don't think that they really realize the reasons why you're vulnerable and and, and open to, to possibly having relations with them. I think that they realize, oh, she's going to be a little bit easier than this other girl. Well, I think right? that but, they feel like once you say, I love you, and they like, the reason why I say that, you're like, oh, I love you. And so, of course, when they get to getting other girls looking at them, they like, oh, she love me. She ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They feel like she'll do anything because she really love me. Because they will use. You say you love me. Mm-hmm. That's praying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- but again, that's just that's manipulation, you know, in regards to how how this you know person operates or how this person thinks i don't think it's necessarily realizing oh she's vulnerable because her dad's gone let me take advantage of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but i think in the same token when i think about at that period of time what it was that i needed from my dad i also think that now that i'm a mom i look i look at this my situation with my mom thinking what could what are some things that my mom could have done differently to help me mm-hmm. or even family members for that matter help mm-hmm. me get through that and understand that you don't have to go looking for a boy you know to love, make you to make mm-hmm. you feel fill that boy from your dad any type of mentorship at that age is really, really helpful. It is. And, you know, I even look at my daughter, for instance. Her, her dad is in her life, but but even still there are men that, you know, my guy friends that can show her things that she needs to to know so that she doesn't go doing Put the same up thing. Put up on game, right. Do same things that I did. Um, and so I, I definitely took that situation and made it benefit for me as a mother because I want Michelle to have... Um, the right mindset, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to boys and making decisions about having sex and things like that. So, I think it, it definitely helped me. Now that I can look back, I'm like, ooh, what was my mama doing sometimes? You know, <laughs> but I think also they just don't. It's hard. Like you don't really know what to do. You don't have the answers on how to help your children. No, you so, don't. You can yeah. only do the best that you can and you know pray over them cover them and just kind of let them know this is what i did praying that you don't do the same hoping that you know you make better decisions than what i made and but teaching them how to like the actual thought process between stuff too because it's a hard thing to do to have to go back and really lay it out on the table as to as far as what we what my thought process was when I was going through all of that but I had to in order to be able to help her think through things that she needs to think think through at mm-hmm. this age and some most a lot of people are not willing to do that because it's too painful or they don't want to to go through that process of unblocking mm-hmm. all that pain and removing that hard stuff out of you so 
Yeah, and I think the key is now peer pressure is at a all-time high where the key is now, like... Well, social media, like, crazy. Yeah, that's why I said peer pressure, yes, because there's so much on there. It, there's so much that's basically going on nowadays, and mm -hmm. so I think this is a great topic to um, be going over and, you know, sharing our team mom experience. Um, another question that we have is what advice would you give the young generation about having sex um it's always a good question and I think that the answer should evolve as years go by because we didn't have social media to influence influence us and we mm -hmm. didn't everything wasn't so open back mm -hmm. then either so it's it's kind of a hard question to answer but if I was to say anything to to the younger generation right now I would say to to think about your foundation um and what are you what is your goal in life who do you really want to be? Not a doctor, not a lawyer. Who do you want to be at the core of a person? What do you want people to say about you um, when you get older? Mm -hmm. um, and when you really set your mind on who you want to be as a person, mm -hmm. it helps you mold your decisions. It helps you think about, you know, if this situation comes up, am I going to choose A or am I going to choose B? Am I going to be a follower or am I going to be a leader? Yeah, right. And once you do that, decisions become easier to make mm -hmm. because you don't, if, if circumstance A comes up and you have to decide whether you want to, you know, go out there uh, to the mall or to a party or whatever and they're doing all kinds of things they shouldn't be doing you have to make that decision um when that comes up what kind of person are you going to be and how do you want people to look at you and I, that's what i tell my daughter all the time is hey you can make whatever decision you want to make at the end of the day but you're going to be the only person that people are going to look at mm -hmm. and they're going to wonder why you made the decision. Mm -hmm. And it could be a very good reason. You can, you may have made the worst decision and it could be because you wanted to teach somebody something. Right. I don't know. But whatever it could, whatever it is, just be able to say that. Right. Be able to say, I made this decision because I wanted to do this or I wanted to do that right. or this was my goal. And I think that will help a lot of children not think about but being so popular all of the time it's mm -hmm. it'll, it it helps mm -hmm. them focus on I'm being me and mm -hmm. I'm going to reach my goals and my purpose here on earth and that's what I that's what I try to teach Michelle so I, you know I can't say as far as having sex you know why you know why you shouldn't have sex there's so many reasons why you shouldn't have sex right um number one because the Bible says don't <laughs> yeah because you, you you shouldn't obviously spiritually um you just shouldn't but Kids don't want to hear that right now. Right. They don't no, want to hear, oh, God, my, you know, my body is the temple. Right, is the temple, and I shouldn't do this. They don't want to hear all that. They want to hear reasons deeper than that. And so that's what I would tell kids is just, hey, what are your goals? What do you, Who do you want to be here on this earth? And what kind of um, footsteps do you want to leave for people to, to fall back on? And so, yeah. Well, my um, my 
advice that I would give them is, number one, know that your body is very important. Um, Have an open relationship. If you don't have that open relationship with your mom, find somebody that's older than you that you're able to open up to and talk to. Um, Basically, a mentor that you look up to that you can talk to. Um, We all know right from wrong, basically. And um, having that mentor or somebody that you can look up to and actually go talk to about the problem, I think that's the best thing ever. Um, I did have older cousins, but I think I was too embarrassed to go talk to them. Mm -hmm. But don't be embarrassed. Like, go talk to them. Tell them what's going on. Um, Also, look at the people that are around you. Like, look at the people that are around them. Um, Are they doing things that you have set out or made goals to do? Are they on the right track of going towards those goals? And... Don't let distractions get the best of you. Like, stay a course. Like, if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't let nothing distract me. Like, I let things distract me. Um, I didn't have that open relationship with my mom, but I did have my older cousins. And by the time I went to them, it was too late. Like, I was already pregnant. And um, so that's my thing to them and seek their relationship with God. I think that even though they don't want to hear it, I don't force it on them, but I do tell my kids. Like, I let them know, hey, this is this. This is what the Bible says. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to suffer for the consequences that you made. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I am thankful for you all, but I had to cut certain things short in my life. Are you sure that that's what you want to cut short in your life? Like, I had to actually, when I went off to college, I had to actually worry about a child. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you want to be worrying about a child at such a young age to where if you make go to a party or go somewhere on spring break, you can't really enjoy yourself because you're trying to think about, is your child okay? Mm -hmm. Are you sure that's what you want, want to do? So those are things that even now by my son being in high school and I enjoy being around the kids, those are things that I talk to the girls now and the boys now. Like I let them know I went off to college. I was able to still do things that the other girls were doing that were in college that didn't have no kids. But I also had to worry about whether or not my son was okay at his grandmother's house mm-hmm. or, you know, different things like that. I still couldn't enjoy it. Enjoy it. You don't want to have to be thinking about that. Like, be selfish. Be selfish with your time. Be selfish with your body. Be selfish. No matter if people call you selfish or not, be selfish. Because if you be selfish with your time and your body, you won't fall okey-doke to what the young guys are saying or what everybody else is doing because guess what? You have goals. Your goals are going off to college, graduating, enjoying this life, going on spring break, enjoying yourself, not to be worried about whether or not is he going to hit me back or who's going to help me buy these pampers or what 
Um, who's gonna help me get those clothes? Child, you don't wanna be, th- hell, I didn't wanna be thinking mm. about that, but that's what I had to think about. So that's my advice that I would give to the younger generation. Think about if you did, you won't be able to do certain things that, you know, you, you had planned to do. Mm-hmm. Like your money is not going to just go on you. It's going to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. like on this child. Yeah. And diapers are expensive mm-hmm. and baby wipes, mm-hmm. even baby clothes. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice to them. Oh, man, that got me, like, because <laughs> at times I even wonder, like, what is it like to not have kids, like, not have to worry about kids, like, what is it like just to get up and get myself going mm-hmm. for work, you know, or what was it like to, what would it have been like just to be going off to college and not having to, you know, worry about those things. But, of course, I won't know, which I'm thankful for them, but I won't know that. I won't ever get to know that. No, you won't. But, I I, I mean, of course, as a young mom, you think about, okay, what what could my life have been had I not made the decision to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, I mean, my, our lives wouldn't be our lives. Like, I don't even know who I would be. I can't even imagine the you person can't, right. I would have been. I probably, honestly, would have went the opposite direction and did things I sh- really shouldn't have been doing um, if I hadn't have got pregnant. She really, really was a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. I really think that having her made me think completely different than what I was thinking. I was And in go college. harder. Yeah, I was in college, but... I, it was just different. Like, I just immediately was like, oh, I got to be a better mom. Mm-hmm. I got to look at what, you know, what I had and make it all the way better than mm-hmm. what I had. And I know. So, it was different for me. You know, I, I do look back, but I just know that I wouldn't be who I am today had I not had her at 19. Right. I really, really wouldn't. And I wouldn't be able to tell other young moms, like, it's okay. Like, you can be a young mom, but you got to figure out how this kid is a blessing and mm-hmm. like understand what this and kid she's needs putting your life you. here. She's yeah. putting your life for a for reason. For a reason, because mm-hmm. that baby is going to teach you something. Yeah. My baby's taught me so, so, so much about life yeah. and continues to do so daily. I just chuckle sometimes because I'm like, oh, my God, this child just taught me this and she doesn't even yeah. know. <laughs> you know, things that we can talk about when she's an adult that she doesn't have a clue that she's taught me just to be able to make it and mm-hmm. get through every day. So for the young moms out there who may be pregnant or, you know, maybe even moms who have younger girls who are pregnant now who mm-hmm. knows or you have a teenager who's having sex and you don't have know what to do have that open relationship with them yeah have that open relationship with them and you know don't be afraid to tell them that it's okay right. but also figure out what you could be doing to help them change their mindset make them not want to make those decisions again ask them why they're making those decisions because it's really all about the mindset and how who who they have holding them accountable i was just about to say it's about the mindset and it's about the foundation that they're in Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and sometimes we as moms just get too busy. We forget that our kids need us to re- to hold yes. them accountable. We yes, think that yes. they've got it because we built them to be tough and strong. And I really, really was. I started working. I was fourteen. My yeah, mama thought too. I had it, but what she didn't know was 
emotionally and mentally I wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go make a dollar and I can make sure we're eating. And getting your own but stuff. Yeah. I'm still looking for this boy's attention and now I'll look where I am. So she thought I was strong enough, but I wasn't strong in all the areas I needed to be. So she wasn't giving me what I needed. The peer pressure, though, was, you know, <clears throat> it was, it's not as bad as it is now, but it was, I mean, it was out there because just think about. You're this pretty girl walking around, you know, school, and here everybody are talking about what's going on, what happened at the party, who who got done up. Like, because mm-hmm. I was sitting beside the boys, so I knew exactly what was going on. What, who did who, who mm-hmm. did what? And I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> and so they like, Tori, you did this? And, you know, you're thinking, like, have you did that or do you know about that? Because at the time when they was like, do you know about it? That's a good question. Like, do I know about it? Because you you sitting there thinking, like, should I say yes or should I say no? Like, do you want to be, do I want to fit in or do I want to be over here the one that, as the kids say now, capping on, but back mm-hmm. in the day, joking and cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I didn't care if they cracked jokes on me. So, my thing is, why well, say yes and you truly don't know what it is? Yeah. So, say no so you can find out what it is. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Um, now, let's get into our grown-up years. How do, how do you not lose yourself while working and being a full-time mom? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you keep that balance? How do you keep that balance? Like, what do you do, Brandy? Because I'm sure mom wants to know. Mother's. Over the 13 years, I've lost myself several times, whether it was with raising her or being in a relationship or trying to find my career or whatever. I mean, I've lost myself several times. So I don't think it's just with being a parent. But I would say the best way to not lose yourself is to know that if you're not who you're supposed to be, and if you're not walking in your your divine order, then the people that are watching you are also affected. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. really goes for your children. So if I'm not walking and doing the things that I am set here on this earth to do, mm-hmm. then my baby is affected by it. Mm-hmm. She's not getting all the blessings that she is uh, due. Or she's not going to be given all of the things that she um, needs to be who she needs who she is on this earth right right so that's how I look at it because it really hit me when I realized you know I wasn't happy in a particular relationship and I was depressed and things really got hard for me and I realized how much it was hurting her Mm -hmm. how much she wasn't getting the love from me because I was empty so she wasn't getting it Mm -hmm. and at that time that's when it really hit me like okay well this is this doesn't only apply for love. This applies, you know, for how motivated I am in my job or my career and how happy I am and if I'm working out and if I'm eating right and if I'm getting spiritually fed and mm-hmm. the people that I'm around, everything that I do on a day-to-day is going to affect her and give her what she needs. So I would say if you make that a priority for you and know how much it affects the other people around you, that'll help you not lose yourself. That's a good one. <laughs> no, um, there really is like that is that's a good one. Um, because I'm like you. 
been 14 years, going on 15 years for me. And I don't think I so much have lost myself. Um, being a mom, trying to just find that balance. Um, on the mom side, okay. But working, it's a struggle. Because working for someone else, and then just trying to make sure you're trying to make sure you're still energized for when you come home from work to spend time with your child and help with homework and basically giving them your 100% just like you're giving your job mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um basically like you saying whatever the however you're feeling if you're drained it also is affecting your kids because your kids know. So my thing was just having that same energy that I had this morning going into work, having that same energy getting off work, coming back home to my kids. Mm -hmm. Because being in a household and you're not happy and then you coming, you bringing it to your kids and then you bringing it to work, That's a lot. So me trying to balance that out was just trying to make sure that I was happy on both ends. Um, that can that it it was also a struggle too because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that I'm a mama. I'm working full time. I have responsibilities. I have these bills coming in. I got to put gas in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, my child is going on a field trip or my child need this for book money. Like, it is so much. And so carrying all that weight plus what the weight that you had to carry as a child and you know, you, you're you still not healing mm-hmm. from your childhood and then you're trying to bring that into your, it's not even trying to, but it's, still lingering into your adulthood as into being a mom and working. Mm. That's a lot. It is. So, you mentally drain. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've always, now that I'm learning, as I'm learning, self-care, getting my nails done, um, listening to some music, whether it's R&B or, Lord knows I love my, rap music (laughs) whether it's that or going to the movies or sitting in the bathtub or just in the shower and just sitting there thinking or just crying like all of that is just pure balance for me like that's how I get my life back on track I'm like okay pull yourself together you gotta get back out there and do it again yeah like that's a lot and just praying um, just knowing that I can also pray, but also call that friend that you're able to talk to that that's not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Or just getting with friends, having drinks, or just having laugh. Like, you just, I don't know. I think it's just different strokes for different people. Like, whatever makes you feel good. I feel like that plays, that plays a big, important part on trying to balance being a mom and working full-time, trying to squeeze what makes you feel good in there. Mm -hmm. Me, I squeeze it in there as much as I could because if not, 
I'll probably be, I'll probably be um, in a crazy house. Um, as they were younger, it was actually, I think it was more easier as they was younger. As they're older, it's like they're more needy. Like, they need your attention, especially since they're not driving and there is so much going on. Like, I literally have to tell them, no. <laughs> like, or I have to get up really early in the morning and just go take myself to brunch, leave them at the house, and go grocery shopping. That's my balance, because sometimes you do, but then sometimes you'll be like, oh, well, let me ask them, do they want to go? No. <laughs> leave them at the house. <laughs> go by yourself and push that buggy and enjoy yourself. So, yeah, I think, I, I, I just think it's different for a lot of people, but for me, that's what it was, like, just finding that happy place, like mm -hmm. finding that happy place how I was when I first went to work that morning to bring it back to my house when I got off work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Real good. I also wanted to, you said earlier about carrying all that weight um, every day and from past or current weight that you're carrying. And I know for, for me, at a certain point, when I realized I had all this weight from my past mm -hmm. that I could no longer carry, it became way too heavy for me to keep mm -hmm. carrying or else I wasn't going to be able to walk in my divine order. Right. I had to let all that past go. And so I literally stopped everything in my life and worked on that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when I started going to therapy and that's when I started doing all the self-care stuff. And that's when I started realizing if I don't let that go, I am not going to get where I know no, God is supposed to be taking me. And so that's another part, too, when you think about not losing yourself. You're going to continue to lose yourself yes, because you you're are. still carrying this weight. Yes. So if you don't let that weight go and if you don't heal from the past things that you need to heal from, you're never going to find, you know, be whole all the time. You're mm -hmm. going to continue to lose yourself. Yes, you so are. think about that past weight that you have on you and let it go. Figure out a way to let it go and heal from it um, because you will never truly have that peace that you need to get where you or are going balance. Yeah. or that balance um, if you don't do that. So um, I heard you say that earlier and I thought that I, I just needed to say that. No, that's true. And also you, you can't pick up your friend's weight either. You can't pick up your friend's baggage. I know as much as you want to, but you're already trying to find your balance. You're already trying to find your outlet. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't. Like, that's a lot. It's already hard trying to squeeze balance into that being a mother and working and trying to find time for yourself. True. Like, that's already a lot. Plus your baggage, bringing it into, in the middle. Like, you squeezing it in there somewhere. So, like, you cannot, like, me at 33 is just now learning this because it was so hard for me to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, truly hard for me to say no. But now, like, you know, I'm like, my phone is on do not disturb at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not responding to you quick enough, then it's the reason why. Normally, I don't really respond to nobody but you because I know it's, like, business-wise and I know I have to write it down. But then and then, sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. Because if not, 
when are you gonna have time for your own self mm-hmm. like yeah you've got to you've got to start blocking time yeah because night times people will take it my nighttime is my time for me like when i'm getting in from work i have to go may pick up the kids my son especially I have to go pick him up from track practice or basketball or football. So then I have to turn around. That's already getting off of work at 5 o'clock. Then you have to turn around and get dinner rolling. So me balancing all of that and trying to put out time for myself is really not until like 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like right at 8. I'm trying to get in the shower. And then I also like to sit down and talk to them and say, hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you don't cut the world out from when you get home and from all of that and everybody gets settled in, then it's going to bombard you and you're going to go to bed with a headache. Then you're going to wake up angry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. That was good. That was good. There. I know. <laughs> um, so, mothers, that is all that we have for you all on tonight. On today, rather, if there are any topics or subjects that you would like for us to go over, you can either put them, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers in the City or on Facebook at Mothers in the City. Or if you would like to email us, it is Mothers in the City at gmail.com. That is all we have for you all today. We hope that you all enjoy the show. Please share, leave a comment, like, and all the good fancy things that you have. We hope you all have a great day. Hundred million crib, three million watch, all facts, no cap, false. You not a boss, you got a boss. Getting jerked, that's hers. I take it personally. Rather work.